Welcome back to the program. Is Bill C-10 an overreach by the federal government trying to regulate your life, some kind of Orwellian attempt to make sure that uh, whatever you post to YouTube or your Spotify playlist all is government approved? Is that is what's going on? It does appear that the federal government can't seem to just roll this thing out, which is uh, an amendment, an update to the Broadcasting Act. It doesn't seem that the government is able to roll it out with any kind of coherent messaging. And th- this continued over the course of the weekend when the Heritage Minister, Stephen uh, Gobert, uh, said in an interview on CTV that it appeared that if you had a large enough following, for example, on YouTube, that the government would look at whether or not you had Canadian content rules and you were actually acting as a broadcaster. And then the minister had to put out a statement saying, no, no, that's not that's not the case. And all of it just throws a lot more confusion and, and a lot more criticism and disagreement over what Bill C-10 actually is and what it will do. To help me understand the actual truth of what's going on here, I'm pleased to welcome to the program James Turk, who's a professor at Ryerson and a director at the Center for Free Expression. Welcome to the program. Give me the top line, your top line of what C-10 will do. Well, thank you very much for having me. Um, What C-10 will now what C10 was intended to do was to bring uh, some of the new platforms like Netflix and Spotify uh, under the Broadcast Act so that the government could raise revenue from them in the same way that it does from existing broadcasters like your radio station or the CBC or CTV television. Um, and it had a provision that was really clear that exempted all user-generated content. So YouTube posts its own material, which would come under this, but if you or I or any of your listeners put up something on YouTube, that was not to be covered in any way, shape, or form. The uh, original bill was fine. It was about raising revenue from these new platforms that were escaping the obligations that Global or CTV or CBC has. Um, But then by taking out this this exemption for user-generated content. So now it would, the CRT, the bill would have the CRTC apply broadcast to act to anything you or I uploaded. And it was uh, the committee investigating, looking into this for the, uh, for the house of commons, removed that exemption uh, at the government's urging, by the way. Uh, and so the minister, when this was pointed out, wait a minute, now you're, you're going to try to regulate what each of us does? The minister said, oh, no, 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 users aren't going to be, aren't, aren't going to be regulated, individual user content. There's a section in the act that says users aren't going to be regulated. And he was misleading people because it's true that what I put up, I'm not going to, the CRTC is not going to come after me. But my content, the CRTC can now, with this bill, if it goes through, can force YouTube to regulate it. In other words, the you, the person isn't being regulated, but their content is. And the minister has tried to deny that from the beginning. In the interview you mentioned uh, over the weekend, he once again tried to make that claim, which is completely false. And the interviewer uh, on that program pointed out to him that that was wrong, that you are the bill does regulate. And then he, he sort of jumped guns, as you said, and said, well, it'll just be people with large numbers of followers. 
so, I mean, the long and short of it is the government is thoroughly misleading Canadians on this. It's confused itself. This is a bill that, for the first time, will attempt to regulate um, what you or I put up on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram. Um, and it's trying to do what no other government in the world has tried to do. That is to subject video sharing platforms to regulatory, to, uh, regulatory requirements that prioritize some user-generated content over others. In other words, it may like what I have and may not like what you have. Nobody tries to do that. The CRTC is not equipped to do that. I'm speaking with James Turk, who is the director for Center of Free Expression at Ryerson. The uh, the opposite side of this, James, is that that this has been politicized, and that the the fumbling by the minister um, and the removal of this clause, and then you know it's not this, and it you know it's basically now we have we've basically shot C10 in the foot, and what we really need is we actually do need an overhaul of the Broadcasting Act. There is stuff in here that we need, and. And C10 is going to go probably not be passed, possibly, because of all of this hue and cry over overreach. Well, I hope C10 in its present state is not passed. And you're right. The original intention of C10 was fine. And the problem was caused by their removal of one section of it, Section 4.1, that exempted user-generated content from CRTC regulation and made it so that user-generated content would not fall under the Broadcasting Act. That exemption was important. And, uh, you know, it could be seen as fumbling. I mean, certainly the minister has fumbled it badly. But there's a simple solution to this if the government were being honest, that it had no desire to uh, regulate user-generated content. And that is they just put the section, the original section they deleted back into the bill. But they haven't done that which makes it pretty clear, in fact, they do want the CRTC to regulate content that you or I or other Canadians put up on a site. And if that's the case, then this bill has to be defeated because the CRTC is not the appropriate body to deal with this. Well, I I don't think anybody believes, as you pointed out, that the CRTC has even the resources to do anything like this. But the minister and the government obviously somehow thinks it does because it knowingly is subjecting user-generated content to regulation by the CRTC under the Broadcasting Act in this bill. When they have, you know, if that weren't their intention, all they have to do is put Section 4.1 back in the bill and the problem's over. Do you see a reason here why the government is doing it? I mean, I understand, you know, what they're saying. Well, it's where we're not going to oversee it. But what they're trying to do, from my understanding, is they are trying to bring these platforms in line and that the, that there has to be some kind of oversight of these platforms. Do you see it as simple as you put this exclusion back into the bill uh, that you mentioned and everything will be fine with C-10? Is that your, your take on it? Yeah, I think so, Uh, because you're raising a second issue, which is one the government is wrestling with, and that is, how do we regulate social media? You know, for the first time in human history, we have the possibility where every person on the earth who has access to a smartphone or whatever, billions of people, uh, can now make their voices heard in a way that's never been possible before. 
And that's led to absolutely wonderful things. All the information and content that we can get uh, that's available to us, the opportunity for different voices. You don't have to own a newspaper or a radio station to be able to have your voice heard uh, in countries like Iran and Saudi Arabia and Russia. Uh, people can speak out about what's happening without being able to be persecuted because of the anonymity that the Internet allows. So there are wonderful, wonderful advantages to it. But the same things that are advantages allow a lot of awful things to happen. A lot of uh, true, you know, trolling, uh, conspiracy theories like QAnon, the kind of stuff that some of Trump supporters were putting out. Yeah, I mean, the, the platforms uh, you know, exist. And the they, problem they is the government because they want a us lot to, of pressure. They, they exist because them. they want us to fight. That's what that's what the whole algorithms are for. I mean, that's that's, right. that's what Twitter is based on. Is they they want conflict. That's the whole point. Well, that no, what they want is they want eyes on their site. And yes, they know and conflict that what does that. People is conflict and outrage and hyperbole. Those are the kinds of things that attract people. Uh, so they cause the problem, and governments are under a lot of pressure to do something about it. The problem, to be a simple problem, is nobody has figured out how you get rid of the bad stuff on social media without getting rid of the good stuff. In other words, the very things that allow it to be wonderful also allow it to be terrible. So if you get rid of the ability to do things anonymously, then you put everybody in a totalitarian country who's objecting to the totalitarian state in real danger. Um, So the government of Canada is now wrestling and has been working on developing a new regulatory scheme to regulate social media. And they were going to bring out what that is in May. None of us has a clue how they're going to do this. Uh, And now they've announced that it's going to be delayed a bit. And I think they thought, well, you know, we're doing this, but why not bring the CRTC into the picture and have them do some regulation? And so they allowed this change uh, in C10. So I think there is something behind it, and it's very badly conceived. Um, And the CRTC is just not equipped doesn't have the resources, nor is it desirable for it to regulate user content. It can regulate Netflix and, you know, broadly what Netflix does and what Spotify does in the same way it regulates Global and CBC and CTV. Uh, but it, it shouldn't be in the business of, of determining what Canadians can uh, put up and what they can't. James, we're almost out of time. James Turk, uh, the director of Center for Free Expression at Ryerson, just your prediction of what's going to happen with C10 going forward. It's unclear. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm mystified to be honest. Uh, the minister now has had two of the most embarrassing interviews I've ever heard a minister of the Canadian government have. Uh, one last week, and then one this past weekend. Um, he's fumbling, misrepresenting, misunderstanding, um, and so the. You know, I can't imagine why. I, I would hope they just reinsert Section 4.1, let this go, and then deal with the regulation of social media separately from C10. I hope that's what they do. But their persistence in the face of a lot of outrage leads me to think they may try to bully this one through. And at the moment, they have the support of the NDP, although that's been wobbling a little bit. So uh, we'll have to see. But the only sensible thing to do is to recognize that this. Either you put uh, the uh, exemption for user-generated contact back in or you let the bill buy. Thank you, James. I appreciate that. Please uh, hope to have you on again when we get to more clarity what the government's going to do. 
Thank you for having me. Nice to talk with you. That is James Turk, who is a professor at the School of Journalism and the director of Center of Free Expression at Ryerson, with an update on what's going on with Bill C-10.